whether it's working from home or having friends come over, having celebrations, having hard conversations with people, everything happens in our home, listening to music, you know, maybe having a yoga practice. So it's like so incredibly important to our well-being. And the science is very clear on that, that our surroundings, our environment greatly affect our well-being. Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Everyone, welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. I am super duper excited to introduce you to my guest today. My guest. No, it's our guest. <laughs> Be our guest. Dun, dun, dun. Today's guest is Cami Gray, host of the Psychology of Home podcast, former art director of, listen to this, Pendleton, Nike, and Williams Sonoma. Huge fan of Williams Sonoma. She is the author of Home Matters and lead designer of Cami Gray Interiors, where she creates distinctive spaces for people to love where they live and work. Is that not like so important? Cami is also the founder and lead instructor of Psychology of Home Design School, where she shares her expertise of the interior design business. Cami has been featured in HuffPost, Country Living, Real Simple, Apartment Therapy, Oregon Home, Women's Day, 1859 Oregon Magazine, Portrait of Portland Magazine, and now she's on the Midlife Maker Show. I mean, is that not, I mean, that's like the winner, winner, chicken dinner right there. Uh, so the main reason, you're actually, I shared this with you already, but I have not had an interior designer on the show before. And the main reason I wanted to, because I was like thinking about it, even for myself at midlife and you're, you know, we're all designing really a new home in our second half of life. Many of us like birdies have left the nest. We have an empty nest. We have empty rooms. Um, maybe we are downsizing into a smaller home. We're decluttering. We're finally buying that beach, uh, condo there that we need to design. So, and I have found that really for me, like at midlife, my home is so much different than what I wanted it to be in my twenties and thirties. I don't have to design a home around a bunch of little kids. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So So yeah, go ahead. You jump on in girl. Well, I was going to say on that topic, uh, you know, my kids are in their mid third or early to mid thirties and, uh, they have kids of their own. So I have grandkids now. So I actually do have to kind of think about kids again in my, my home, basically just clear off every surface because they're just going to throw things, (laughs) uh, ram trucks into things. But 
<laughs> I don't need space anymore. Like I don't need as much space yeah. as I used to, but I love my house. I love where I live. I'm just kind of nestled up in the trees overlooking a lake. And so my home is mid-century modern. And what's mm. super cool about homes of this era is a lot of times it's like a upstairs downstairs. And so mm. I am dividing my home to be a rental downstairs. So it's like of the full footprint of the house. And so I can rent that space out that I don't use anyway. I'm traveling so much more because I have a very flex life and flex schedule now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm actually turning the top part of my house into another rental. So when I'm gone, I rent both of these out when I'm here, I live in the the top parks. It's got the better view. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just a total change up in the last year for me. Wow. You know, I have not thought about that part of it because there's a lot of people out there that are buying homes for Airbnb. Yeah. And they're designing those homes. And we know, I mean, like I stay in Airbnbs quite a bit. And what's the first thing we're doing? We're looking at the furnishings. We're looking at the light. We're looking at the colors. I mean, all of that stuff matters. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the photos for stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I'm just having fun, you know, turning the downstairs into that so I can like have my house pay for itself while I'm off, you know, doing fun things all over the yeah. world. Yeah. Yes. At this stage in our life. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So how did you become an interior designer? I just decided to become one. <laughs> so that's how <laughs> that's I do everything. Yeah. So yeah, like 12, 13 years ago, I was working for all those brands that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And one of my last jobs was um, as a catalog art director, prop stylist for uh, Rejuvenation, which is a lighting company owned by William Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And a given day, we would shoot everything in this giant warehouse and we would have to set up various sets, like one wall sets. And so I'd have to do, they'd be, can we make this one mid-century modern, this one traditional, that one transitional, that one straight up minimalistic, Scandinavian, modern, you know, whatever. So I'd have to do all these. And so I had to really develop all these different kind of styles. I don't really have mm. one set style. Mm. Um, and if I did, it'd be kind of like eclectic mid-century modern, you know, I am mm-hmm. mid-century modern. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I really got to like, um, you know, really understand and practice all these different, um, design genres and there's a lot of downtime on those kinds of jobs. And so the camera person, you know, the photographer, the models, whomever would say, you know, Hey, I really love that rug. You know, could you help me with my home? So I started doing this kind of side hustle thing. And at some point I was like, I like this better than working for the brands. You know, I'm not working, you know, when you work for brands, it's kind of a committee. There might be like nine people deciding on what coffee table we should use, you know, or, you know, it's just, it isn't really just me and a client. It doesn't feel like right. this collaboration. It's kind of just like, it's not as creative as you think, but yeah. it was really a good training ground for what I do now. So at some point I just was like, I'm doing about half of my life now as an interior designer. I'm just going to call myself an interior designer. Don't worry about formal education, which, you know, <laughs> I don't do anything in an orthodox way. And Fake just, it until you make it, you know? Yeah. And um, I didn't have any, like, you know, a ton of client work, but I had enough that I could put up a website and just kind of pushed myself out there and reinvented. And, you know, I think that's what's so awesome about the world we live in today. It's, you know, it's got a good, good and bad with social media, but you can reinvent yourself in about three weeks. Like it doesn't take like, time. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah. can. I mean, people yep. don't. You know, it's like, you know, my community of friends and family, you know, they'd be like, what are you doing now? And I was like, I'm an interior designer. That's what I do now. Yeah. It's like, let me know if you need some help, you know? And I'm, and you know, of course your friends and family are like, oh, I've got this project. And you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't have any money for it. I was like, oh yeah, you're not my client. Yeah. 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 
You know, I'm looking for strangers with money. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Especially at midlife, it's a great time if you wanted to leap out and become an interior designer. It's such a great time to do it. Oh, it is. I mean, it's your yeah. own business. Our clients actually can't do what we can do. You know, yep. they live in homes that maybe they've had for like 20, 30 years that have always been kind of a train wreck. They don't feel like it's working. Yeah. Their furniture is too big, too small, cobbled together from, you know, hand-me-downs. Yeah. And they, they are dying for a home, especially after COVID. I mean, everyone learned in COVID, like, um, our home is actually a sanctuary. This is where I have, yeah. you know, all the, the peace. And this is where I, you know, feel the most myself. And so when your surroundings aren't a reflection of you, it doesn't feel very good. So yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like anybody that's got this creativity and this, you know, love of home and, you know, gets energized yeah. by doing own home projects can be an interior designer. I really do. And yep. Yeah. And whether you do it professionally or not, but to do it professionally is great. But in some form or fashion, we're all interior designers. We're all like, you know, buying furniture for our homes. We're hanging a wreath on the door or whatever it is. We're all designing our home. And, and I found like for me after my divorce and I moved, you know, I moved into this house and I had a blank slate and I was like, wow, this is great. I can finally buy the furniture that I want, I don't have to ask anyone, do you like this? I was like, yeah. oh my God, I had so much fun. But oh, I'll yeah. tell you what though, I wasn't quite sure. And I love that you said that you like don't have a certain style, but I like, sometimes I'll go into places like Pottery Barn or Crate and Barrel and I'm like, oh, I like that. And I like that. And I like that. And, I, and it almost becomes overwhelming. So yeah. how do you know, like, this works for me or these colors work or how do you, how do you know? Well, I mean, I feel like you just have to trust yourself and what yeah. makes you like positively giddy is, yeah. is what you should be doing, you know? Yep. So if there's something that is so, you know, delights you and maybe it doesn't delight your now ex-husband, yeah. um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's funny because like my kids were still at home or even when they were in college, I had a more buttoned up home. It was a little bit more mm. polished. It was less playful. Yeah. Um, I didn't have pink lights above my dining room table like I have now. And I think I was doing it more for them. So it really wasn't yeah. about me. You know, it was beautiful, but it was so they could feel that home pride. And when they'd have yeah. friends come over, they'd be like, how you know awesome is our house kind of thing. Yeah. And so I really did it for them. And then when they you know left the nest for, for good, and I was married. I too just got recently divorced um, this year, actually. Um, wow. you know, yeah. So, you know, this house to me is just my, you know, playground. So mm-hmm. I have, you know, whatever I want around me. And, you yeah. know, so just, I trust that, you know, I'm going to know what that is. And it's just like, it's a feeling, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it me happy to have pink lights over my dining room table. And now I have grandkids coming over and, you know, grandma's house, they call me Gigi, you know, is, is <laughs> fun and it's not pretentious and there's blankets everywhere and pillows everywhere. And yeah. like, and yeah, it's just a playful, um, sanctuary for me. So. Yeah. And it's, it's stuff that makes you feel good, right? Like in your own space. I mean, think about, especially yeah, after COVID and I'm, I don't know about you, but like you're working from home, I'm in my home all the time. And if I don't feel good in my home, that's going to affect you. 
oh my gosh, yeah, this yeah. is literally the foundation. I mean, like, yep, foundation being a house term for yeah. everything <laughs> that goes on in your life. So, you know, yeah. if it's whether it's working from home or ha- having friends come over, having celebrations, having hard conversations with people, yeah. everything happens in our home, listening to music, you know, maybe having a yoga practice. So it's like so incredibly important to our well being. And the science is very clear on that. Yeah. That our surroundings, our environment greatly affect our well-being. So yeah, you got to get it together. Yeah. What advice do you have for, um, for the empty nesters out there that, the, you know, you've got three empty rooms that are trying to decide, should we keep the home? Do we downsize? Do we declutter? Do we, do we rent it out? Whatever. I mean, any advice on that? You know, I think it really depends on what you're what you're doing in life. You know, like yeah. right now for my job, I can actually work from remote really easily. You yeah. know, I'm really, you know, I live in um, right outside of Portland, Oregon, but I don't, I can be anywhere. I mean, I, we, yeah. you and I were talking earlier about, I just um, traveled to Portugal and I worked while yeah. I was there and recording my design school, you know, so it kind of depends on what's, what's going on, you know, with your, with your life, obviously. But yeah. I feel if you've got empty rooms and mm-hmm. you're really like, over, you know, you're thinking about it constantly. You're like, ah, this is just like, why do we have all these empty rooms? I think if your brain is constantly trying to um, solve something, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to come to solutions, a change needs to be made, you know? So it just festers and festers and festers until you just resolve it. You know? So for me, just renting out that downstairs and doing something with that space, it was bothering me. It's just used. I, you know, it's just like, it just sits empty, you know? And so I just, you know, to solve that, solve whatever it is. So it just really kind of depends on, you know, you know, yeah. who's still having to work and stay home. But I think yep. do some, take some action, especially if it feels like it's bothering you and you're constantly yep. um, kind of top of mind Then do something about it. And even just some small changes in the home with the colors or the pillows, like that can make such a huge difference too. Oh yeah. Or creating yeah. a room. If you like to listen to music, there is mm-hmm. nothing cuter and sweeter than a listening room, you know, get a record player and choose one room in your home. That is just like, it's like a, it's maybe it has a fireplace. Maybe it has like a fireplace that you just have some candles in, but something that doesn't feel like the rest of your house. So there's a reason to use it. You know, it's where you go on wine, maybe have a glass of wine, you know, and it's where you just listen to records or maybe it's a reading room. Oh, I love that idea. There's other things you can do. So I'm, I'm a big or that rooms shouldn't all be the same. Like, even though I love white walls, I'm a huge fan of natural light. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important to at least choose one room that is kind of more your, your cozy, you know, a little bit darker and yeah. you know, at night or in the early morning and it just feels different. So, you know, your home can be more than just this one hit wonder, you know? Yeah. So I believe in like extending, it's just like, you know, when you stay in an Airbnb and you're like, oh my gosh, this you know, I love how this is so different than our house. You can bring that idea into your home, but maybe it's just one room. Yeah. So I was just thinking, I I used to work, um, in Chicago and I'd sell homes, uh, mainly for, it was kind of funny. It ended up being my future audience, but for people that were downsizing, even though these homes were still huge, but a lot of these people were going from 8,000 square feet down to 3000 and they were like flipping out about it. (laughs) <laughs> but the point is, is that most of the, most of the homes had two or three bedrooms and they all had grandchildren and the kids and they're like, but what are we going to do? Like, we only have these two bedrooms. I'm like, okay, how often are they coming to visit? 
you know, and it's like, why not, instead of spending that extra money on the, you know, a bigger house, why not just get them an Airbnb whenever they come in? Right. Oh, and that's what I was just going to say, or could yeah. just go, go get a big Airbnb for all of you to enjoy together. Yes. So, you know, yeah. I do that with my kids. Like my son lives here in town with his wife and two children. And we just rented a, a home together, um, on a, on the Sandy river, which is yeah. maybe I'm here, um, really close to Mount hood and just hung out there. It had enough room for everybody, you know? Yeah. So and, you know, they can bring the kids toys and the kids books and things like that. I don't need to be yeah. having a room in my house because I did. That was my first instinct when I started having grandkids. I need a room. It's dedicated. There needs to be a crib yeah. in there. <laughs> change so fast, you know, as, yep. they, as they, and I spend more time at my kids' homes than they do at my house. It's just easier, yeah. for me, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't need to make it work, you know, year round, you know, so I, you know, it's just like, I don't want unused spaces in yep. my home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's like a teach a zone, but I think it's important that everyone just stop and go, okay, what is really important to me? Why do I have to do what everyone's been doing for the last few decades? I kind of feel like that was more like a 50s and 60s thing. You know, you hang on to the same home and even though like half of it's empty most of the time. Yeah. Or you do what's expected, you know, in your home. Like dining rooms are a really good um, example. That because hardly anyone uses their formal dining room, especially if it's too formal and if it's a it's too far from the kitchen. And so yep. I have in almost every house I've ever had, I have not used the dining room as the dining room. I might use that as the listening room, or I might use it oh. as a reading, or I might use it, you know, just as like a, a lounge with a bar in it. I use yeah. what closest to the kitchen as the dining room because I want to use it and I want it to right. be you know, a place where, you know, people can come and feel super welcome and it's casual. And yeah. so I'm constantly moving, um, the dining room away, or maybe you put your home office in the dining room, but use your space. You don't have to just because this is the dining room and, yeah, it, you know, exactly. You know, it's your home, use it however you want. And, you know, if you're worried about resale, switch it back before you, you know, do your yeah. staging, you know, it's like really and truly use your home the way it works for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like think outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the I triangle think- if you're into A-frames like I am. True. Um, we do, <laughs> I love the A-frame. Too. I have a dream of an A-frame in my future as well. <laughs> you do? Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where. I'm kind of, a, I'm more mountains than beach. Um, yeah. I just grew up, um, where I grew up in Oregon, you, there was families that went to the beach and there's families that went to the mountains and we were yeah. definitely more mountains. So I want A-frame, snow on the ground, looking up, you know, at some beautiful peak. And uh, yeah, that's in my future. There's not one sure. in Northern California that's an Airbnb and it's not too far from you. And it's so cute, the interior design. So I'll have to, um, I'll yeah, have to look that up for you and send that to you. Um, but you know what too? I mean, when, when I think, okay, I'm 51, right? And then I have to think about like, okay, where am I going to be 10 years from now or 20 years from now? And then what, you know, do I really want to hang on to these big houses? Do I, do I want something small? And, but I think for everyone out there listening, you do have to kind of think about some of that stuff. Like, where do you want to be, you know, when you're 60 or 70 or 80? And do you want to go ahead and remodel your entire house? Do you want to get something smaller? I mean, some people do, they just completely downsize. Yeah. I mean, I feel like an aging in place is a, is a big thing. We're too young for that. (laughs) um, You know, I don't think about aging in place yet. And I'll be honest, I'm not much of a planner. I'm very much, you know, what's working right now and make it happen. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it's right and working anymore. Um, You know, switch it up. So I haven't got to that, that midlife stage where I'm like, you know, where am I going to be in five or 10 years? Yeah. Um, 
at all. I really know wherever I'm going to be is going to be awesome and exciting and exactly where I should be. And I just kind of trust that the universe will, you know, put signs in my path and I will be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to that. So I don't over, overthink it. Um, I feel pretty like what's working right now. This is my life right now. Just kind of staying in that present moment. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, I'll, I'll, when I get there, I'll, I'll know. Yeah. I, I call myself a spontaneous planner. Like I have a little bit of an idea, but I'm like, I'll still pivot. Like really like, Oh, let's go over here. Let's go over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great word. I mean, I just like, I love change. I mean, I think most interior yeah. designers are kind of transformation junkies, you know? So it's like when there's something that happens, even COVID happened, I mean, it's very sad and hard and like lots of terrible things. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is a forced change. I was like, mm-hmm. what should I do? And that's when I started psychology of home Instagram. I mean, I'm just like some, I just immediately were like, okay, so that's, that's that there's going to be a, a change here of some nature. Like, what is it? And I just like look for the opportunities and I, I kind of just embrace that. I love that name psychology of home Thank because you. it says a lot. Like, yeah, for me, it's, um, it really, well, for one thing, I, I, I kind of came up with it because I, um, had a therapist, um, I went mm-hmm. to therapy for about, I don't know, six, seven months and she was awesome. And she, and I really worked through some tough stuff together and yeah. it was hard. I mean, she was, she was kind of hard on me. I actually don't think she liked me very much, <laughs> but it was good because, um, I think she, that I like try to befriend everyone to like, not do hard work, not to do like the, you know, the deep stuff. And so I was just constantly trying to tell jokes and like, you know, be all buddies. And she's like, no, you know, I don't even think that's funny. I don't really like you. I don't, you know, <laughs> So, so, but I think she knew I was resilient and I could handle a lot because she really, really put me through some stuff. But after that, I was kind of like, everything has psychology linked to it, you know, from what you wear to what your home looks like, to where you, you know, just the people you choose to have in your life, um, just honestly your relationship to everything. And so when I was thinking of like what my sort of philosophy is about just life in general and how that might relate to what I do for a living. I was just like psychology of home. So yeah, that's how that was, that was born. Genius. It's It's so genius. Yeah, Yeah, I bet. You guys have got to go to her Instagram because I mean, I just love just flipping through there and just all the different ideas and it's great. Yeah. Some of it is home stuff. Um, probably not enough. <laughs> I, um, I never really stay in my own lane. I, I talk a lot about fear actually is like kind of one of my favorite topics um, because I love fear, believe it or not. I really yeah. think fear is a call to action. And so when I have fear bubble up and there's also some like excitement uh-huh. at the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, something's happening. I got to yep. do this. So it's like, I just know it's like, yes, it's going to be hard and I could fail, but it also, there's something really cool about to like happen to me in my life. So I'm just like really, really excited about fear. <laughs> you, you and I have a lot in common. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. They're like, people ask me like, how do you just leap and go do things? I'm like, that was, I don't know. It's something so exciting. It's like a roller coaster ride. And you're like, Whoa. yeah. I mean, I think even like divorce, you know, like my yeah. husband literally just, just told me in February of 2023 that he no longer wanted to be married to me. And, you know, it was like, Wow. Okay. I did not, did wow. not see it coming. Um, I did not see it coming. You know, I right. kind of was like, you know, so there's always one in hindsight. Um, but I had, I had just created the design school. And so January 9th, I launched the design school and our first school was supposed to be um, in mid-March. And so this is February one. And I was like, in six weeks, I have 20 
people visiting me in Portland and I have to teach them. And then there's another, you know, 20 people on zoom. How am I going to do this? And it honestly saved me. It was like, I just poured, you know, my creativity and, um, everything. And, And sure. Some of it was distraction, but you know, and I was scared at first about like, what is this going to mean? And it's like, I'm only what seven, two to 11, nine months later. Yeah. And it's like, my whole life is different. Like I, tra- yeah. I travel from May to October, you know, all over the place. I, I kind of like almost digital nomad, you know, it's like things I couldn't have done before. Yeah. Got through, you know, did six design schools. I don't know. So, so it's like, even with like something that is just like, so kind of hard and sad and um, you know, just like you have to deal with closure and pain and then lawyers and money and all oh, that kind of God, stuff. all the fun stuff. You know, it's it just kind of crappy there for a while, but it's like, I cannot believe how much good came from yeah. that, um, you know, that struggle. Yeah. That- and you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. Have you, have you heard of the term icky guy? Like it's, no. the, it's the Japanese term that means basically like your purpose. And so okay. like when you have your icky guy, your psychology of home, if you will, it's <laughs> giving you like something to look forward to. And it's not like it's, I believe in healthy distractions, you know, sure. and it, even for me, as a matter of fact, about 15 minutes before we started, my mom called and my dad, unfortunately, I'm going to try to say this without <clears throat> crying. But he is, sorry, <laughs> going through cancer and it's really bad. So <sighs> I was like, okay, mom, I got to like, woo, I got to shake this off. And I'm, you know, starting a, a podcast interview. Um, but point <sighs> is, it's so, this fills my heart and just the same way like yours did for you. And it helps you. And it's like the point for anyone out there listening is like, we're all going to be going through struggles at midlife, whether it's divorce or depression or our parents are, you know, passing or going through cancer. Menopause. Don't, don't, don't. That's a whole other show. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh my God. I just actually interviewed someone yesterday on menopause. But the point is, is like, find something that brings joy to your heart because that will help you get through some of the shitty stuff that we all have to go through. Well, and I think a big component of that um, for me and probably for you too, even doing these podcasts, because this isn't really about you. This is about your listeners and bringing something to them. And so I just poured into what do these students that are trusting me with their money, their investment, their time, it's a week-long program. um, What do they need from me? So instead of it being like this poor me time, I was like, what do you need? I'm just going to be of service to all of these women and one guy named Jed. We all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had, uh, we've had two people, two men that came through um, out of 150 students so far. So, but um, so I would say, like on Facebook, our private Facebook, if I say, ladies and Jed, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you're of service to other people and you're really yeah. giving them your all, man, it just, it, it's yeah. almost like you can compartmentalize what's going on in this hard part of your life because it's yeah. like, I'm all doing something really important and making a contribution to other people's lives. And I mean, it saved me. It yeah. really, it just like that yeah. of others felt so useful and purposeful and yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Let's, I want to talk more about your, your school, your program that you do. I think it was uh, like what, six days, a six yeah, day course. Like a, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like nine hours a day for the in-person students, six days in a row. And then the, for zoom people at six hours a day. So it's a little shorter for the zoom because we go on field trips, um, for the people who come in person. Um, so that's what we do afternoons and obviously the zoom people can't do that, but yeah, it's like a boot camp. It's basically, I just created a school that I would have loved to have 12 years ago when I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't going to go get a formal education. You know, I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to waste the time or the money and not the school is a waste, but I just, I'd done it. I've actually gotten two bachelor's degrees. So I was like, I'm not getting a third bachelor's degree. Uh -uh." And I do, I I can wing it. And when we have a little bit more of a mature face, people just think we've done it forever. You know, I never told my (laughs) kitchen client that I'd never done a kitchen before. I just like Googled a lot, you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I just created the school that like, if, if I, you know, back then, if I would have known the answers to all of this, just how much this wouldn't have been so painful at the beginning. So it's such a genius idea. I, yeah, it's funny you say genius because that's where I got the idea. I'm, I belong to this um, network um, in Arizona called the genius network. I just joined Ah. in fall of 2021 and last year um, at the annual event. So this is just, this is just December of 2022. So It'll be one year this coming wow. weekend, leaving tomorrow for the um, annual event. Um, I was there and I heard this woman speak and um, her name is Brooke Castillo and she mm-hmm. owns the Life Coach School. She has what's called the Life Coach School. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, she basically spoke for 90 minutes about her entire business model. And I was just like, I could do that same business model. Like this would totally work for yeah. design you know, interior design school. And so I had picked up a book called Momentum by Evan Carmichael. Um, and I just had picked it up. There's like a little bookstore at Genius Network. And I picked it up and it's the only one I picked up like 19 books because they give them to us for free. Um, and I, that's the only one I didn't put in my suitcase. So I had it on the plane with me and I just was like, I'm going to read this book. And literally on the plane from Phoenix back to Portland, I invented and created what is now psychology of home design school. So I was just like, you know, just, it, it just like, I heard it. I was like, yes, I can do that. And then I had some tools, like his book is more like a workbook than a book. And I just like, just plan the entire thing out. So that was like December 4th, launched January 9th, which means I had about five weeks to put a website together. And then our first school was in March. So it was like fast. And meanwhile, the, the, the husband is leaving. So, you know, it was just like, it's crazy time. I couldn't even tell you what I did from day to day. I know I was still doing yoga almost every day. Cause I was like, I got to do one grounding thing every day, you know? <laughs> Otherwise you'll just lose your shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would have. Yeah, I think I've like got to have my feet on the ground for at least an hour a day. <laughs> it's amazing though, like how the stars align. Like once you say yes to yourself and how things would just boom, boom, boom. And sometimes like even for me, as I look back at the last few years, I'm like, I could have not planned this out more perfectly. Even with the the shit that happened in between. Like, I was like, well, okay, that's all part of the plan. Well, and I think it is, I mean, you know, I mean, not to get all woo woo about it, but I mean, I do think there's, um, we each have a cosmic highway and we're either on it or we're not. And I don't want to be on the sidelines on the side of the road going, where am I supposed to be right now? I want to be on that cosmic highway. So even though there's going to be some, you know, bumps in the road, some turbulence, some hurdles, the, you know, some, some, to go through, you know, that's all part of, you know, what we're meant to, meant to go through, you know, it's like side of all those struggles and all those fires and everything like that. Yep. It's typically freedom and excitement and, yeah. you know, new sense of being and knowing. So I'm, I'm just, here for all. 
Yeah. And just embracing it all. Like even right yeah. now with what I'm going through, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm trying my best just to embrace it and know that like everything just happens for a reason. It is what it yeah. is and controlling what I can, you know? Well, yeah. And like giving yourself room when, you know, you're, I mean, for what you're going through is like, it's mm. really hard. Yeah. And one of the things I learned from the people who taught me Cosmic Highway was um, the idea of being contracted or expanded. Yep. And I used to feel really like kind of down on myself when I felt kind of contracted, just want to lay on yep. my sofa and curl up in a little ball and just, you know, shut yeah. the world up. And I now know that that's just, I'm just contracted. I just need to give myself a moment to reset and just take a pause, take a rest. And when I'm expanded, that's when I'm in the zone and the flow. And that's yeah. when I'm can't always be like that or expect myself to be like that. So it's just like, it's just equal parts, you know, or whatever that ratio is. But it was the first time I gave myself, um, like, uh, um, permission to be mm -hmm. contracted and just take that moment for, you know, just that reset. And, you know, yeah. part of what you're going through is probably going to be a little bit of, you know, that being contracted a little, you know, it's like, yep. that's, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, so my parents are still living, but boy, that's gonna yeah, keep I know it's part of life, right? Yeah. 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 I actually find though that I have, I've, I find more inspiration in my darkest moments. So, you know, and probably like for you too, it's like, that's like, whoa, like it gives you that, like, all right, I can handle this. Like no well, matter what. Yeah. Find out what you're really made of and that you didn't, you know, you didn't crumble, you didn't die, you, you know, yeah. um, you know, yeah. the, you, you can handle, I mean, what does uh, Gwen, Glenn and Doyle say? We can handle hard things. Oh yeah, we can do, yeah, we can do hard things. We yep. can do hard things, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. so your school, your courses, um, do you find that most people are actually wanting to make a business out of it? Or are they just doing it because they want to learn it? No, they're, they want to okay. create a business. They want to get paid to design homes for other people. I actually interview each person. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So everyone gets a 15 to 30 minute zoom call with me. So I've actually met every student that comes to design school and it's really mm -hmm. a chance. I don't, I don't really consider it an interview, but I am sort of making yeah. sure that they want to um, create a design business because that's what they're going to learn how to do. And yeah. so I don't be necessarily, you're coming to school because you just like interior design and want to learn how to get better. You know, you know, there'll be that too. And there's obviously your own projects you can, mm -hmm. um, improve upon too, but yeah, it's, it's a very motivational, um, confidence building, like just share the keys to the kingdom of how to do this job, you know, interior yeah. design be a little bit, um, little ego, a little competitive, mm -hmm. kind of how we are as an industry. I'm not actually surprised. You've never had an interior designer on before. Yeah. We, can, we can be a little, a little, uh, snobby and a little, um, <laughs> full of ourselves and a little, you know, just that ego and not wanting to, and, and, and also just kind of a little boring. I mean, just to talk yeah. about if we this half hour or whatever this time is talking about interior design, you just be like, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I'd like to think I can make it really interesting, but you know, the, the part that I really am fascinated more, more is about the psychology of home, not so much the yeah. you know, colors or, you know, your wall mm -hmm. color, but yeah, so much of, uh, um, what I'm sharing with students is just how to not be that kind of a designer is, you know, yep. how to be all about the spirit of abundance. There's room for all of us. We don't have competition. Um, yep. I consider it's all serving, of right? It's, it's, it all comes down to serving. Yep. The contribution we're making to other people's lives yeah. might sound like we're doing something really frivolous interior design, but my clients, when they get their final installation of fill in the blank, there's, there are tears. I mean, it's yep. just 
you know, and they're not the only ones crying. I'm just like, I know it's so beautiful. I'm so happy. You're happy. You know, so it is, it feels very meaningful to me. And I do think that your home has great meaning, which is why my book is called home matters. Like it does. Yeah, it does. It totally does. And you had too, I think there's probably a lot of, um, women and what'd you say, Jed, Jed, ladies and Jed, yeah, ladies and Jed's out there. (laughs) That are wanting a career change, or maybe they've stayed at home with the kids all this time. And they're like, finally get to do something for them. And like, oh, like interior design, how fun. I would wish this job for anybody who loves to do their own home projects that is recognized by friends and family. They're Mm -hmm. always being like, Hey, can you help me with my, you know, whatever, you know, whatever room in the house. If they've got that, if they've got other people, you know, giving them this positive feedback, if they are positively giddy about like picking out tile and picking out furniture and whatever, those are not our clients. Our clients are like, I don't want to talk about interior design. I don't watch HGTV shows, Cammy, all your enthusiasm. (laughs) Fine, but please just make it happen. You do it and I'll go back to the job that I do, you know? So, you know, if I think anyone listening to this is like, I actually love home projects and I think I'm good at it, but you don't know how to be an interior designer. I can teach you. And not only that, it is not, it is a very accessible job. I don't like hard things, even though Glennon says I can do them. <laughs> I like, I, right. I was intimidated by this job first. It's just layered. So once you peel yeah. back the list, like, okay, I can do floor plans. I can create design concepts. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do project management. It's all just things. It's very, it's a very accessible job. And it's a money-making machine. So I would encourage anybody, you don't have to come to my school, but absolutely. I mean, I didn't go to anyone's school. I've never taken one interior design class in my life. So anyone can do this. I just knew I was probably going to be good at it, you know? And I didn't know. You're you're so good at it. Yeah. Just on your website alone. I'm like, dang. I was like, I I just want to jump into the screen, you know? I'm like, oh. So I'm great. sure like my early designs weren't like that award-winning. They're, was, <laughs> they're not on my website anymore and I, there's no trace of them. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. This better is like so awesome though. I love being on this cosmic highway with you. I this know so we're cool. on it together. Our cosmic highway. It. I mean, we, we talked about everything. We talked about like decluttering and downsizing and our home, the psychology of home, the psychology of ourselves. Yeah. But Yes. Yeah. And definitely declutter one more word on that. Get rid of stuff in your home that you don't like. Absolutely yep. not have yep. things in your environment that make you feel bad. Yep. End of story. Period. Especially, <laughs> I'll just say too, after a divorce, I mean, even more so because sometimes we'll cling on to those things. It's like, you gotta let go. I had to do that. That was yeah. tough, you know? Yeah. But if it does, well, you're so right though. If it doesn't make you feel good, no. It being in your space and your energetic space, then, you know. Yeah. And I think that does happen oftentimes in divorce. Yeah. In my situation, um, because I am a bossy person and I'm the interior designer, he kind of let me do everything in the home. So I think it was more like, you know, he just, it was his, you know, physical being that left, but everything else stayed the same. Yeah. A lot of people it's <laughs> really weird, like just being in the home where you guys share together. I'm like, no, I can't. It's, it's my home. It always no, was. Yeah. No. And maybe for good or for bad. That's why he was like, yeah, I don't really feel like I have a place here. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let me show you to the door. (laughs) Yes. Hello. (laughs) So where can we find you? Um, I am all over. You just Google Cami Gray and I will pop up as podcasts. Um, but yeah, so my website is Cami Gray Interiors and it's um, A-Y-K-A-M-I-G-R-A-Y interiors.com and then psychology of home for anyone interested in 
checking us out for design school. And if you just want to be entertained and listen to a 57 year old woman talk about menopause fear, I swear every once in a while, you know, so apologies in advance. <laughs> Just follow me on Instagram. You'll get you'll you'll get all my overshares. <laughs> Menopause. It's all the crazies days. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I've learned well, a lot actually I about I know more than you do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I know actually. I just had one on the show not too long ago. And she's so cute. She's this English accent and she talks about she's I love to talk about vaginas and lady beds. So I was like, oh well, me too. But she's She's so good though. Oh my God. Well, better her than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You've been awesome. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for having me. This yeah. was really, really fun. I could just talk yeah. to you. <laughs> good things up ahead for you. Yes. And yeah, really, me too. Um, best of luck with your, your dad. Thank you yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.